0: Welcome to the Elijah Streams Podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz.
1: Hey, everybody. Happy Tuesday, July 19th. I'm obviously not Steve. I'm filling in for Steve today. Uh, My name is Jeff Tharp. For those of you who don't know, many of you do know who I am. I normally host the show Elijah Fire, Elijah Fire, Elijah Fire. Uh, on Mondays, Wednesdays and Fridays on all Elijah Fire platforms. But um, I'm really excited about today's show. Um, I kind of want to just get it right into it. We've got Donna Rigney here with us. Hey, Donna. Hey, Jeff. So good to see you. You too. So (laughs) I'm I always love, always love when I get to interview you. Uh, You bring so much joy, so much hope and peace. And so I'm really, really excited. So we're gonna just jump right in cause we got a lot, we got a lot, don't we? Yeah. Oh yeah, and it's good, it's all good. So uh, Donna, you actually went in, behind uh, backstage, you had mentioned that you'd had like a um, a word for right now. You'd had an encounter. Why don't you just get right into it and, and, okay. and help the people? All right, I'd love to. Let, let me just say a quick little prayer. Yeah, Father, absolutely. I pray you
2: open our hearts our ears, our minds, to receive everything you want to speak to us personally and what you want to speak to us about the nation and the world. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Bless Jeff. (laughs) Okay, what happened was this last night before I went to bed, I, I had some time alone again with the Lord, and I'm really in the glory. And then when I went to bed and woke up this morning, I heard him speak so clearly to me. And before I went to bed, he was Reminding me how in Joel chapter 2, as he, the Father, the, you know, through the Holy Spirit promised that in the last days, I will pour my spirit out on all flesh. And he was really saying, do you believe that? When we were alone last night talking together, do you believe that? Do you believe that I'm going to pour my spirit out on all flesh? Do you really believe it? You know, he was challenging my faith. Mm-hmm. Do I believe that? that there's going to be a day when God is going to pour his spirit out on all flesh. Can we let our minds just open up to the reality that he promises he's going to do that? So then when I woke up this morning, he said, clear as anything, woke me up with this, the masses will run to me. Mm. As clear as anything, the masses will run to me. So I got along with him in my prayer time. He continued talking to me about this. I'm going to read it because it's a it's such a now word. It was a today word. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's very encouraging. We need to be encouraged. You know, you can hear a lot of naysayers, but we got to hear what God's saying. <laughs> this is good. He said um, he was telling me how we're lighthouses. The, the, if we could see ourselves like a lighthouse. What is, he said, what's the purpose of a lighthouse? uh, The purpose of a lighthouse is to show people how to get to the home port, how to get to port where they're going, okay? And so he says, your purpose is to show people as a lighthouse, you're the light of the world, to get back to heaven, to get home to heaven. That's our purpose. When Jesus said to us, he said, you're the light of the world. First he said, I'm the light of the world. Then he said, you're the light of the world. And God needs us to shine a light to show people. And the and the Father was kind of explaining this to me this morning, how, what our purpose is. That there's rocks hidden in the ocean, you know, for a light, a lighthouse kind of shines a light, shows the ships, stay away from this area, come this way, how they can get there safely. So he was talking to me about that and then I'm gonna pick it up to where, for, for you, all right? He said, deep darkness covers the earth covered the earth, and I did send my son to shine his light to expose what was hidden and lurking in the darkness that Satan brought to the earth. Not only did he expose the wickedness, but he eliminated it by cleansing this world with his blood. So Jesus was like a great lighthouse, you know, sent to the earth, and we were all in darkness, you know, deep darkness covered the earth. See, he said, if I had not given my children free will, this land would still have his light shining brightly and darkness would not exist. Mm -hmm. So he said, if I didn't give my children free will, this land would still be covered in light, darkness wouldn't be here. Mm -hmm. Freely, men have chosen the darkness over my light and the price they pay for dwelling in the darkness is dire. The hour you are in is the time of enlightenment. I heard so clearly, it's the time of enlightenment. Yes, those things that were lurking in the darkness have been exposed and seen for what they truly are. This is the time we've been in. We've been in a time where there's been tremendous darkness and there's been exposures. You know, we've been starting to see what was hidden for years in darkness and it isn't pretty what we're seeing, what we're finding out and there's more to come. He said, um, I'm gonna repeat that again. Yes, those things that were lurking in the darkness have been exposed and seen for what they truly are. Now the masses will turn from the darkness that has engulfed them to the light of the world. Because God has allowed us to go through this time where we're just experiencing darkness, we're experiencing and seeing the reality of the wickedness and the evil that's been going on. He said, now, because people are really seeing things as they are, they'll turn to me. He said, this is what happens during harvest time. And as we talk, he's been speaking to me about harvest time, that we're in that now too, okay? So this is what happens during harvest time. Things are seen for what they truly are, and choices are made. Enlightened by the truth, My children will freely reject the evil because its stench has filled their nostrils and they long for the fragrance that my love, freedom, peace, protection, and provision bring. He said, we've really been, a stench, the stench of the wickedness and the evil has filled our nostrils. That's what he said. He said, the masses will truly turn to me. I will pour my spirit out on all flesh, just as I promised in Joel chapter 2 and in Acts chapter 2. The stench of evil will cause the masses to run out of the darkness into my waiting arms, where they will be washed with my son's blood and become mine. Not like robots. See, he gave us free will. We're not robots.
0: Mm.
2: Not like robots but freely they will run from the wickedness that engulf them and freely they will embrace my righteousness and my heart will be satisfied. He said, and my heart will be satisfied. Mm. We're coming into a wonderful time. He's gonna pour his glory out all over the world. He's gonna pour his spirit out Mm. (laughs) and the masses are gonna run from the stench. And he was reminding me of the story of the prodigal son. And in the story, it's in Luke chapter 15, if people want to read it. It's, I think, starts in verse 11. Oh, and how the the prodigal son, he had said to his father, give me my inheritance, I want it now. And so the, the father, so good, he gave him his inheritance and off the son went to loose living and to another land. And he lost everything after a period of time and he began feeding the pigs. This was the only job he could get was uh, working for a farmer and feeding pigs, and he was... Can you imagine the stench? He was in there with the pigs all the time, and I, I felt that that's the stench that's on us as well, that have been entrenched in the world and in the ways of the world and the wickedness and the evil of the enemy, that there's a stench that has gotten on us, just like that boy, that son had that stench from the pigs, feeding the pigs, and, it, and, he, and he gets that awakening, wait a minute, what am I doing here? I <laughs> go back to my father. I'll, I'll just tell him I'm sorry, and I'll, I'll just be a servant for him. I'll be his slave. He doesn't even have to embrace me as his son. And what does the father do? He just sees his son on his, he's a long way away, and he sees him and he runs and meets him and embraces him, you know? He gets them all washed up cleaned up and back in his position the ring is given to him the ring of covenant new shoes oh new garments he cut his mantle back you know some of us have lost our mantles we've lost our callings we think because we've gone the wrong way this is the hour there's going to be a turning and a returning of those things that we lost during this time that we got off into the world and we got Sidetracked away from God. It's going to be such a wonderful time of restoration. This mm-hmm. boy was 100% restored and the father's heart was so happy. Mm-hmm. And this is what the father's saying. He's saying, and my heart will be well satisfied. This is coming. It is the hour when not just your prodigals will be returning to you, but mine will return to me as
1: well i love that yeah 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 and i actually the other day i was in a conversation with my neighbor and um could could tell right away he was not walking with the lord and um he was having an issue with his dog and so i just was like hey let's pray for your dog and he's like okay and and i said do you believe in jesus and he said well I grew up Catholic, but, uh, you know, I, um, I, uh, uh, and he was kind of just, um, uh, uh, and I could tell immediately it was just so much shame. And so I just, I got up and I looked him square in the eyes and I said, do you know how much God loves you? And his oh. eyes welled up with tears. And I Aww. said, like, God loves you, man. <laughs> and I just felt like I really needed to hone in on this with him. And he's like, I just feel like he's punishing me because I haven't prayed, prayed to him. And I was like, that's not who God is. That's not who God is. And I'm just like tearing up even thinking about it now. And, um, and so I, everybody pray for Mike because God is doing a big thing in him. But this is something that, you know, I bring on a lot of revivalists on my show and, and, um, and we get some on here too on Elijah streams and, and, um, God, that people's hearts are so, they need this what you what you that word you just said? people need that right now and yeah. um because uh and i just told him i said god the, the word says that god move, removes our our sin as far as the east is from the west like that's that's infinity like you can always keep going east you can always keep going west and um and so this is really encouraging donna this is yeah. this is great yeah yeah, yeah.
2: I, I'm going to share. I'm going to kind of skip into the notes and yep. to a revelation I had uh, yep, where please. the Lord brought me to this place, which goes right along with what you're saying. OK, the, mm. uh, it's called it was called Sunflower Valley. He brought oh, yeah. me to. OK, yeah. so I'm going to go to that in the notes yeah. and um, because it's, it's the Holy Spirit <laughs> leading us into that. OK, um, this was just a couple of weeks ago. Um, July 5th, actually, uh, when uh, the Lord brought me, he came into my prayer room and he said, come on, I want to take you someplace. Oh, ha, yeah, you're gonna have to um, excuse me because the anointing is obviously oh, yeah, strong. Like, oh, Whoa. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the fire. <laughs> and um, he said, this is some, someplace you've never been before. I was kind of wondering, like, is he gonna take me to the bench that overlooks the world? And he kind of oh, tells me what's yeah. coming. Uh, But he said, no, this is someplace you haven't been before. And so instantly we're in the spirit and we're in heaven. And he brings me into this beautiful valley and it's completely covered with sunflowers. From one end to the other are sunflowers, big sunflowers, because in heaven, everything's big and beautiful. I could see the stem so clear. I could see the little Fears were coming off the stems, big, wide stems, huge flowers, and it felt like the flowers were smiling. They were greeting Jesus, and music was flowing off the flowers. So there was music. Oh, I love that. Oh, it was beautiful. And and I, you know, I looked at the grass, but it didn't look like grass. <laughs> it looked like, like a wonderful velvet carpet. And oh I'm wow! Like, oh, I just want to lay down in this carpet because <laughs> I knew love was pouring out of it. Wow. <laughs> I just wanted. Well, I'm and I'm completely covered in love during these encounters. I have. It's like God comes in the room and throws a bucket of love all over me.
1: <laughs> so. <laughs>
2: So I'm, I'm, So Jesus says, come on. <laughs> and we lay down together, hand in hand, and we're laying on this carpet of beautiful grass, velvet grass, with all these sunflowers around us. And, and I'm just feeling so loved and cherished. And then, so then he said, he told me why he brought me here. And this goes along with what, just what you were talking about. He said, the reason we brought you to Sunflower Valley was because Father wanted you to feel his pleasure and satisfaction with you and those who, like you, live for him. As I followed Father and served him during my time on earth, you and many of his devoted children are doing the same. Frequently, the enemy tells you and our devoted ones that we are displeased with you, that you have fallen short, that you don't spend enough time with us, or meditate on our word long enough, but that is the farthest thing from the truth. We see how your hearts beat with love and devotion to us and how your deepest desires and greatest delight is to do our will continually. He was saying, the accuser of the brethren is lying to my children, is lying to you, trying to accuse you like that man was that you spoke to was afraid to turn to God and pray for his dog because God's mad at me. God won't hear me. God, God doesn't like me. I, I I haven't been faithful to him. Well, the enemy does that to everyone. You're not good enough. You don't measure up. You only spent an hour with God today. You didn't spend two hours. You only read a paragraph in Scripture. You didn't read a page. You know, he will do whatever he can do to make us feel like we're not Good enough? Why? So then we shy away, we pull back. Oh, ha! God won't use me, and so then we can't be God's mouthpiece. We can't be the love of God poured out of us to our our brothers and sisters because we're blocked. We're we've got unbelief. We've got fear. We think we're not good enough. That's the scheme of the enemy to back down the bride to stop us from letting God use us. He we're His lighthouse. He needs us to shine his light through so that the people that are lost, that are in the darkness, that don't know the way, we can bring them. And what the enemy's trying to do is put out our light, put a damper over our light so we don't speak what God has for us to say. So then he said this to me, whenever you see a sunflower, let it remind you of our smile, our satisfaction and our pleasure with you. No matter what men say or think, we are well pleased. And you bring delight to us and a smile, not just to our face, but to our heart. I want everyone that's hearing this to hear this, that God's speaking that to your heart. That God's saying, you don't just bring a smile to my face, you bring a smile to my heart. I see what you do. I see the sacrifices you make. I hear the prayers you pray. I know your devotion. I know the assault that's against you. I know the distractions. I know the confusion. I know everything that the enemy throws at you. And I love you because you continually seek me. You don't give up. So he said, every time you see a sunflower, I want that sunflower that you see to be a reminder of our smile of satisfaction and approval that we approve of you. Mm, That's so good. And then he said, um, we have a few who truly love us and allow Holy Spirit to have his way in and through their lives. In all this, our devoted ones are setting a wonderful example to our children of how we want them to live a life of devotion to us, separate from the world, but in it, and making this world Mine, once again, is what we are doing through the life's work of the devoted few. So don't think that what you're doing doesn't mean anything to God or isn't having any impact. It is. It's having an impact. We don't all have the same platform, the same place. Oh, but God's planted us where he needs us to shine his light through. So the people that are lost in darkness at the other day... Um, I was in Walmart and I was at the checkout and I was standing where you know the the bags are so getting ready to take the bags and put them in the basket and the anointing was on me so strong I kept bowing and bowing
1: (laughs) people are like what's this lady doing I know
2: in Walmart (laughs) good thing I didn't start yelling (laughs) which does happen and I'm bowing and bowing I'm like what, what are you doing, Holy Spirit? What's up? And he, and he had me look at the woman that was the checker, cashier. And he gave me a word for her. So I, I went right behind where she was checking out uh, the next person. And I said to her, I said, I want you to know something. God wants you to know that he puts certain people in certain places because he needs his light to shine there. And he wants you to know that his light is shining through you in this place. He's put you here so his light can shine through you. And you're doing a great job letting his light shine through you. And this lady, she was a Christian. I I didn't know her, but I knew she was a Christian. She smiled from ear to ear Mm. because the Lord just, he wants to affirm his children. He wants to let his kids know, I love you. You're doing a good job. Now, every time you see a sunflower, I don't care who's listening to this, every time you see a sunflower, it's God giving you a sign saying, I am proud of you, I'm pleased with you, and I approve of you. That's so good. Thanks for
0: listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button.
1: Everybody get some sunflowers. I'm going to go buy some too. <laughs> <laughs> the day the day after I got this word, I got a thank you note know, in the mail. And what's
2: the ca- on the card? A big sunflower. <laughs>
1: That's awesome. Donna, it, um, man. Anytime, that, man. I just feel God's presence hardcore, and when I do, everybody, my eyes tear up. So if you, I'm, I'm gonna be like this the whole episode. Um, can you? Pr- <laughs> I just, I feel like we need to stop, and you need to pray for for some of the viewers because there's some people. I just keep hearing the word striving. Like there's this, I need to do, I have to do, or else, um, I need to prove my worth. I need to prove to God that I'm one of His faithful. And there's this fear and anxiety that has come on people, and which sounds silly, pursuing God and having fear and anxiety creep in. But I really feel like there's some people right now that so desperately need a touch from the Lord in this area um, and, and need to need to get freedom in this this area with God that they don't need to strive. They don't Amen. need to constantly do, do, do Amen. for the Lord in order to prove their word.
2: Amen. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Father, I pray for every single one who's listening that you lift off of all of us, Lord God, the burden the enemy has put on us, that we're not good enough, that we don't do enough, that we don't measure up. We're not like our brother or our sister. Father, I pray that that comparison that we even make looking at other people, you just wash it away. And you show us the truth. In the name of Jesus, I loose the truth of what God is saying. Just as Lord, you brought that truth to that woman in Walmart that she was exactly where he wanted her to be, and she was doing a great job letting his love shine through her. I loose that truth to every Mm -hmm. single one. You are doing a great job. His light is shining through you, and you are impacting the world around you. Father, I pray you lift off of all of us uh, that weight that tells us that it's by our efforts and our energy and our works the things are accomplished and your word tells us it's not by power it's not by might but it's by your spirit we release ourselves to you holy spirit and we say you can use us however you want to use us holy spirit i'm you as i'm like putty in your hands and it's not me doing it it's you shining through me in the name of jesus amen Woo! Yeah. Oh, oh. All right.
1: Oh, <laughs> there we go. There we go. Oh. Um. Okay. So maybe this is a great point to segue because we were talking backstage, backstage, um, and I was kind of reflecting on something you had discussed. I think it was last year, but it was about kind of what happens when we pray in heaven, and also when we we spend time with the Lord in heaven. So talk a little bit about that. Okay. Um what happened was, is uh, the Lord
2: was bringing me during some visitations about a year ago, um, or maybe even two years ago, uh, to this beautiful ballroom in heaven. And so on one of my visits to this ballroom, the father sits way at the up one end of it on his throne. And all the all the saints, okay, the great crowd of witnesses, they're all there having a wonderful party. Well, in this visitation, I saw at, at his feet were beautiful, magnificent flowers, like a carpet of flowers covered with a whole in front of the whole throne all at his feet. And people would come up one by one and they would search among the flowers and they would find a perfect flower, pick that flower out, hold it to their heart. Oh, oh I'm watching this. And they they just let love from in their heart pour into that flower. And then they would go far to the other end of the room and throw the flower off the, over the balcony down to the earth. And what the Lord showed me was that these people in heaven were partnering with their loved ones as their loved ones prayed on earth. They would go and find the prayer, which was the flower, what it represented was the flower. They would find that flower that was their loved one's prayer, unite their prayers with their loved ones, and go. And that's with Jesus, you know. You know Jesus is interceding, like you said, before the throne, right beside the Father for us. And throw that answered prayer down to the earth. Now I gotta tell you this that I never haven't shared this. This so I shared this oh wait, long time back when God first gave it to me. And a woman sent me a message on Facebook Messenger, and she's i gotta share this with you. My husband died and I was sitting at the beach with my daughter and we're sitting at the shore just trying to get comfort and be consoled it had been weeks since he had passed away and and you know she was getting trying to have the, the Lord comfort her and she said all of a sudden a man came up out of the water out of the ocean carrying a rose in his hand and he walked up to her and he said to her here this belongs to you. He hands her the rose and he walked away. She took a picture of the rose. You would think wow. it was in the ocean, it was all beat up. It was a perfect red rose, long stem. She stuck it in the sand at the beach and took a picture of it. Wow. God, and we, I know an angel came and brought that rose to her. And she had heard this word previously, so she knew mm. it was her husband. Wow. It's praying with her uniting his prayers with her prayers for all their loved ones, for the world, for everything, that with what she heard, whatever she was praying. She was so comforted to know that. Our mm-hmm. God is so massive and good over and above what we could think or imagine does our God do.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I'm gonna kind of segue into uh, a visitation I had in heaven uh, with children. Cause okay. this this kind of just blends with everything that we're oh, talking yeah. about. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> I was in the spirit. This was just a couple of weeks ago. This is a re- very recent one that I haven't shared with anyone. And um, the Lord brought me in heaven, but above heaven. And so I was above in the heavens, above heaven, watching Jesus, and He is Jesus, and He is He is playing with the children in heaven. He's at the beach with a bunch of children. They're swimming together. They're playing with the sea creatures together. They're on the water slides together. And Jesus is like a big kid. (laughs) That's all I can describe him. Have you ever seen a father playing with his kids and he's as much a kid as the kids are? That's what it was like. Jesus was like a big kid laughing, having a wonderful time with these children. Then he, after they played at the beach for a while, he says to the kids, come on. And, and all the kids are all, there's a b- lot of kids. And he says, let's go to the amusement park. And all of a sudden, they all take off and fly together with Jesus flying in into an area, it wasn't near the beach, it was a little ways away, where there was an amusement park. Now they're all at the amusement park, riding the Ferris wheel, the bumper cars, you name it. They were having a ball. <laughs> That's awesome. So then it switches and now Jesus is with another group of kids, a little bit older children, and they're playing sports together. They're playing catch, they're playing soccer, they're they're playing volleyball, they're having a wonderful time. Then he's with another group of kids, oh, older, like preteen, teen, teen, that age, and they're riding horses together. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. Goodness! And Jesus said this is my favorite thing to do in heaven besides spending time with my father, this is my favorite thing to do, to play with the children in heaven. I'm going to read you what he told me. Okay. It's for anybody that has lost children through, you know, we, we, some of us have lost children through um, a miscarriage or children died early, or different ways children are taken from the earth prematurely. And there's even those that have had abortions and have repented, and they have that, you know, in their heart that they've lost children. And so I'm going to, this is what he said to, to me about this, okay? Uh, he said, what was stolen from my children by their early death, I am restoring to them far better than what they lost. They lack for nothing here in my kingdom, where they are treasured and loved for who they are, unlike on the earth, where many of their lives were destroyed, some were abandoned, neglected, or abused, and some died from sickness or disease. They know no pain or sorrow here. My greatest joy and deepest delight is to spend time playing with the children in heaven. Earth's loss is truly Heaven's game, and I, as I listened to him, I was watching him with all these children, and the children all around him, and he's talking to me, and I'm, I'm wondering, I wonder if he has any favorites? <laughs> Just the thought that popped into my head. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I asked him, do you have any favorites? <laughs> he said, all of them are my favorites, <laughs> and they know it. <laughs> to be treated like a beloved, favored child it's the experience of all who grow up in heaven. Oh. Mm-hmm. If, if you lost a child, your child's being treated like he's the favorite, Jesus's favorite,
0: mm-hmm.
2: because they are mine. I provide everything they need in their youth and adulthood. And he started to talk to me about the adulthood of these children. They grow up in heaven, and in. Oh, way, way, way long ago, the Lord told me, he said, I will not let the enemy rob my children of their greatest treasure. And it's their childhood. The formative years of a person, our childhood is a treasure. It's a gift God's given us. And he said, I will not let the enemy rob my children of that great treasure of their childhood. They grow up in heaven. <laughs> they yeah. have their childhood in heaven. Because I had always thought that when you died, you became an adult. You instantly became like 20, 25 years old. Yeah. And he he said, no, I will not let the enemy rob my children of the most wonderful, formative time in their life is their childhood, okay? Mm. He said, um, whatever they were created to become, they become that here. Singers are given a platform to sing. Artists paint and produce wonderful works of art, orators speak and give a revelation to those who gather to listen. Inventors invent. Heaven is filled with the fruit of their lives. Is that beautiful? Mm. Love dominates all they do here and all they produce. And then, you know, when he's telling me this, (laughs) I felt the Father and Jesus' admiration and even pride in those who grow up in heaven. It's You know how a father just is so proud of their kids, like, oh, look at my son just did, look at my daughter's doing. It's like that. They, they're, they're growing up in heaven and they're being trained and taught and mature and grow to an adult and become wonderful, wonderful people and produce things in heaven. And, and God's pleased and even proud of them. Oh, there's my son. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, look what he did. Look what she did untouched by the evil on the earth all they do in heaven has a special mark of purity on it is that beautiful yeah so then this is the scripture that he brought me to i want it's from this is the passion version from matthew 19 verses 14 and 15. i want little children to come to me so never interfere with them when they want to come for heaven's kingdom realm is composed of beloved ones like them. Mm. Listen to this truth. No one will enter the kingdom realm of heaven unless he becomes like one of these. Then he laid his hands on each of them and went on his way. Mm. So even here on the earth, Jesus showed a special love for the children, Mm. but in heaven. And the thing is, is that, you know, when when I said Jesus is like a big kid in heaven, Unless you become as a little child, you can't enter into the kingdom of heaven.
1: Mm.
2: So we're all going to be like little kids having our ball in heaven.
1: It makes me not feel so bad that I am like a big kid. Uh, You know, so. uh, You're like Jesus. Yeah, I know. I was thinking that when you were saying that, I was like, ah, that's where I get it. (laughs) So, yeah. Awesome, huh? <laughs> Great. So obviously there is, uh, this is kind of a good segue into point nine, which is be on your guard against the schemes of your enemy because so many people are robbed of that childlikeness. So many people are robbed of of that childlike faith in pursuit of him because of maybe bad bad things happen to them. They allow the enemy to get in and speak lies to them. So why don't you just jump right into point nine? Okay. It was an, Uh, dated July 8th, 2022.
2: Yeah, uh, this was uh, another time where I was in prayer and the Lord came to me and and brought me away. But this time it wasn't to heaven. This was another place in the spirit. And it was uh, a cliff. We got to the top of this cliff and it was grass there. So the two of us sat down and um, there was a river flowing beneath the cliff. And as I looked down, I saw all rocks. And I had the feeling inside that these rocks shouldn't have been there. I just felt it. And so then then I just kind of looked at the Lord like, what are you trying to show me? And this is what he said. He said, "Um, these rocks were placed here by the enemy. He is always attempting to stop the flow of my spirit. So the river was a picture of the Holy Spirit, the river of life flowing, okay? He said he's always trying to stop the flow of my spirit, he uses many different devices. Some rocks come here through confusion, others are brought through distractions, and many are deposited here as the enemy influences the flesh of my people. If the enemy can't stop my bride one way, he just uses another device. If he can't stop my people from praying or worshiping, like we were talking before, He tries to make us feel guilty. We're not worthy. Don't pray. God's not going to hear you. You're not good enough. That's one of the ways he uses to try to stop God's people from praying. So he says, if he can't stop my people from praying or worshiping, then he will manipulate them into using their flesh and not being led or influenced by the Holy Spirit. The biggest boulders in this river, because I saw all different sizes, the biggest boulders in this river were brought here to block the flow of my spirit through offenses and division. Those boulders were brought there by people being offended with one another and being divisive, gossiping about one another in the church. This happens in the church. This happens outside the church. And then he said, I say, be on guard against the schemes of your enemy because the work you have been assigned to do will have a grave consequence to him and to his kingdom as well as bringing forth my will from heaven to earth. So he said, be on God because what you've been assigned to do is going to have grave consequences to the camp of the enemy. So don't let him stop you through all of his devices. He said, avoid his traps and schemes by staying very close to to my spirit and denying your flesh. So is it a work of the flesh that God's calling us to do? He's saying, no, just stay close to my Holy Spirit. My holiness, my Holy Spirit is within you. My holiness, my Holy Spirit will help you to live in such a way that my light shines through you, that you are not doing anything that stops the flow of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit can flow in you and through you. You know what Jesus said, like rivers of living water flowing out of our belly is the Holy Spirit going to be. He doesn't want that river to be stopped by offenses. He tells me, he says, when somebody offends you, somebody hurts you, forgive immediately. I'm like, immediately? (laughs) Because forgiving isn't the easiest thing to do. You know, sometimes we want to nurture those wounds, call our friend, let our friend know what someone yep. said or did. You know, he said, no, forgive immediately because that's an open door for the enemy to come in and attack us. Yeah. So I encourage everyone. We all have to forgive people, sometimes on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. If you, you, you think of something that someone did to you immediately, God, I forgive them. Bless them. I release them for you to bless them. Okay, you don't want anything being like a boulder blocking the Spirit of God from flowing out of you because what we're lighthouses. He needs that light in the river of God to flow out of us so you can go to your neighbor and be effective and tell him, Jesus loves you. He'll help you. This is yeah. what we need to do.
0: Mm.
1: That's so good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yep. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com and click the Donate Today button. Now, back to the show. And then
2: I'm going to go on with my notes. Yep. How's that sound? Yep. Okay? Oh! Uh, and um, I'm going to skip down to June, June 11th. Okay. Because okay? this, this was uh, really, I really wanted to make sure that we hit on this point. Um, I went this past weekend Uh, to the gathering in Pennsylvania and what we do there is really uh, try to bring the glory, the presence of God and my assignment is to open portals. God wants me to open portals all throughout Florida and wherever he sends me. So hooking up with Delora O'Brien and her husband Dennis, I go with them and that's my assignment is to open portals. So we went to Gettysburg, Pennsylvania to open a portal there this past Saturday and so while we were there. Juan Osavin came as a surprise speaker at the end of the night after I spoke and to and Dennis then Juan came in and he spoke and he was saying about different things that are coming and the Lord had spoken this word to me on June 22nd which summarized everything he said it just totally summarized it so I'm going to bring this word I feel like it's an important word for the body of Christ in this hour okay And this was two days before Roe versus Wade was overturned. Uh, The Lord spoke this to me. He said, be at peace and don't allow the enemy to rob you of your peace with his idle threats. When darkness envelops your land, don't fear. So he was saying, when darkness envelops your land, don't fear. Mm -hmm. I knew he was saying something's coming. I'm like, he doesn't usually tell me anything like that. Usually it's always hopeful. So I'm like, whoa. (laughs) He said, I am the light of this world and I do dwell in you and you too. (laughs) My light pierces all darkness, so never fear what hides or lurks in the dark places in this world or any sudden darkness that comes to bring fear and uncertainty. So it was kind of like a little warning, like if darkness comes, don't get afraid. You've got my light inside you, you'll be fine. Mm -hmm. He said, know this, darkness is temporary and the light of my glory will be permanent and will eliminate the sources that bring darkness suddenly to this world. Fear is the enemy's weapon of choice. So don't let fearful thoughts or feelings, fearful thoughts or feelings. He said, don't let them come near you. Okay, it's so important in this hour entertain hope-filled thoughts. Remember, darkness is fleeting, but my glory and my light is permanent. Mm -hmm. He said, when your thoughts dwell on me and allow my thoughts to be yours, your mind will be at peace. And again, he repeated this. Temporary are the works of the evil one. Remember, storms pass and are temporary, so fear no evil. Have we ever had a storm come and last for weeks or months or a year? Never. He said, storms come and go. And and whatever the enemy's planning to do, whatever darkness comes, whatever comes, it's going to be fleeting. It's not going to last. But my glory that I'm pouring out is going to be permanent. It's going to last forever. He said, remember this in the days ahead. No matter what comes keep your eyes on me, your hope be in me. Whatever comes is just gonna be temporary. It will be fleeting. And I've thought of a woman having a baby, getting ready to give birth. It's really painful. <laughs> Every woman that's watching this that had a child can agree with me that it's painful. And, but it only lasts a short time. And then all of a sudden this beautiful baby comes forth and you're filled with such joy that you don't quite totally forget the pain, but it diminishes it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> in time, it goes away, the, 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 the remembrance of it. But I was thinking of that. I was thinking that we're in that time where something's gonna happen that's gonna birth. There's gonna be a birthing that's gonna come, and then this great glory in the light of God's presence is coming. And during this, whatever happens, whatever's coming, don't let fear overwhelm you don't get your focus on what's happening keep your focus on god remember he said it's temporary it's fleeting it's not going to last
1: okay all right so donna i was just informed that uh youtube froze welcome back everybody on youtube youtube froze in the middle of the word that you were talking about uh specifically when you were talking about uh during the whole world when you're t- i'm trying to find that in the notes because i want to make sure that the people on youtube hear that part because that second half is really good okay um so why don't you actually just talk about uh let me see i'm trying to find a good place to pick up know this darkness is temporary yep. yeah just start, start yeah just start there
2: okay know this darkness is temporary and the light of my glory will be permanent and will eliminate the sources that bring darkness suddenly to this world. Not only is God's light gonna come and overshadow whatever darkness, he's gonna eliminate it, okay? Fear is the enemy's weapon of choice, so don't let fearful thoughts or feelings come near you. Entertain hope-filled thoughts. Remember, darkness is fleeting, but my glory and my light is permanent. When your thoughts dwell on me, and you allow my thoughts to be yours, your mind will be at peace. And again, he repeated, temporary are the works of the evil one. Remember, storms pass and are temporary, so fear no evil. As I said before, storms don't last long. We just had a little storm come through here, Florida, 10 minutes and it's gone. (laughs) They don't last for weeks and months or years. And so God's saying, this is going to be whatever's coming, whatever bit of darkness is coming, whatever the enemy's planning, it's going to be brief. Like when a woman gives birth, the pain she goes through at childbirth, it's intense. But the treasure that she gets at the end of it, the beautiful child, brings such joy.
1: It diminishes the pain and the Mm -hmm. suffering that she went through, the memory of it. All right? Uh, did, did I catch yeah, us up? I think I think you got it. Yeah, absolutely. And something that whenever I think about darkness and and any anybody who anybody who's like dark times are coming and and we need to be afraid, I always go back to Psalm one thirty nine, which is one of my favorite psalms. I loved it so much, I memorized it. Um, but there's a, a part where he's talking about, um, you know, I, if I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. Um, and he's talking about even, even well, I'll just read it. He says, if I say, surely the darkness will hide me and light become night around me. Even the darkness will not be dark to you. The night will shine like the day for darkness is as light to you. And that's something that I always go back to. I'm like, even if there's dark times, the, the light that God produces is far greater, far greater. So this lie that, oh, darkness, light equal satan god equal absolutely not (laughs) yeah so it's remember
2: what he said to me this morning and and last night didn't i promise on my word that i'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh all flesh the whole world my glory is going to be poured out on the whole world my goodness is going to invade the world and it's going to chase all the darkness away this is what we're coming into yeah. might be a little bit of a you know something going on just before that happens sure. but keep your eyes fixed on the promise good things are coming yeah. just as a woman when she's enduring the labor the labor pains she's keeping her eyes fixed
1: on this baby that's coming forth yeah. that and gives sure you you're like praise the lord that it'll <laughs> last forever <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> you got it yeah <laughs>
2: I'm yes. going to go right into the next point, awesome. okay, which is about the enemy's house of cards. Yeah. All right. This was a powerful word the Lord gave me. This happened the day Roe versus Wade was overturned. The Lord spoke to me and he said, the enemy's house of cards is falling. When you think about what the, the structure that the enemy has been trying to produce here on the earth, God refers to it as a house of cards. How strong is a house of cards? A little, a little wind yeah. will knock it down. Okay? He said, the enemy's house of cards is falling. Ha! And that which I built, my kingdom will stand strong. Ho! Ho! Victory after victory is coming to your land and to this world. Ho! And we saw it happen immediately after this day, one ruling after another, after another began to come down, and that was all promoting conservative values, all for what God would want, okay, through the Supreme Court and the other things in the land. He said, a great turnaround is coming to your nation, and it will impact the world, for as your nation goes, so goes the world. So this, it's a shaking, yeah, because the enemy's ripping that because this House of Cards is falling. Ah, my House of Cards is falling. (laughs) He's going nuts. We're saying, yes, God, we're on the winning side. (laughs) So he said, there is much more coming and it will bring great joy to my children and a greater increase in their faith. But listen to this, while at the same time, the camp of the enemy will grow more and more forlorn for the leaders they follow will fall. Mm. The leaders that, people that have, you know, not following God, following the enemy, their leaders are gonna fall. He said, this victory will loose my children from the bonds of intimidation. The victory of Roe versus Wade, but the victories that are coming one after another, after another are are gonna come forth, okay? The silent majority will become the vocal majority.
1: That's
2: good. For too long, the silent majority has kept on mouth shut to keep peace, you know, and the enemy's had his way and the few are dictating what goes on. Not anymore. God's saying the silent majority is going to become the vocal majority. Oh, a new boldness, courage, and confidence will be the mantles they carry
1: cool Mm, that's good that's That's really good Has has the lord shown you has the lord shown you anything in regards to people in the enemy's camp at because you said the the word said that they'll be they'll grow more forlorn but has he shown you anything that they'll they'll try and amp up there as they start losing ground that they're going to try they're going to get louder they're going to try more crazy things but that obviously won't it won't. They won't succeed. But has he shown you anything regard to that?
2: Well, that's why. I, what I felt when I got that word uh, two days before Roe versus Wade, the one that I read, uh, point eleven. Yeah. I felt that he was saying, "Get ready," because the enemy is really upset and is going to be, you know, pulling out all the stops and trying to do whether it's through um, riots, whatever, past laws. Uh, just recently. Um, we were at church on a Friday night uh, on July 8th, and we were praying um, for the unborn and that Roe versus Wade continues uh, to be overturned, but through all all the states, we were praying for all the states as well. And uh, we were praying in the, I was reminded that day that number 46 had just signed a bill that uh, was going to try to promote abortion. And while that happened, when we were prophesying, praying, declaring, we pray a good two hours every Friday night for the nation. And while we were doing that, uh, the shudder came through my whole body from the top of my head all the way down to my feet. My whole body shuddered. And I felt the wrath of God. You know, we we hear of the mercy of God, the love of God. And it's so true. He's the most merciful, loving, compassionate, wonderful God. But he also has wrath against those that hurt his beloved, his loved ones. And I felt the wrath of God. Mm -hmm. And I actually felt afraid for 46. I was like, Oh, oh my goodness, I wouldn't want to be in that person's shoes for anything in the world. Because God has taken us and Oh, this thing's overturned. These babies are no longer to be a sacrifice to the spirit of Baal. Oh, if there will no longer be these blood sacrifices given. This thing is to be stopped. And this 46 is trying to come against God. And what God has declared and decreed, oh, uh-uh-uh. So that's why I think that there's going to be a little bit of a, a rocky stuff happening because the enemies really upset his house of cards is falling and he's like what are we going to do we're going to pray for our enemies that's what God's showing me our job and it's the hardest thing I think that God's the assignment he's given us keep our hearts pure that when we see these people come falling down and retribution coming to them we pray for their souls that they repent that they don't end up in hell for eternity, that they're truly sorry for what they've done. Keep our hearts pure. What did Jesus teach us? He said, pray for those who curse you. Huh? Bless those who curse you. Do good to those who hurt you, okay, and despitefully use you. Why? For their sake, but for our sake. It keeps our hearts pure. So that as we pray for the wicked that have been used by the enemy to slaughter people, it's been a horrible things been going on as we pray for them it's guarding our hearts and keeping unforgiveness away, Good. keeping our hearts pure. So no boulders of offense. Oh, and resentment get in there and stop the flow of the Holy Spirit. That's how you guard. You pray for those yeah. people that God will convict them. Do they need to reap what they sowed? Yes, they do. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying we got to keep our hearts pure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Uh, so actually, this is a great segue into um, year June 26th and 27th word. A time of celebration is coming. This is this is awesome. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, I got to tell you this. Uh, oh, <laughs> I see it in the spirit. I've seen it. I, he's taken me in the spirit and all over the United States and whatnot. I won't go into all the visitations, yeah. but I've seen the rejoicing. I've seen the dancing in the streets. I, I've seen the flags going and people worshiping, and I've seen it. And so when we went to uh, the gathering this past Saturday, um, the worship team, which were part of Kim Clement's worship team, oh, they, they led us in this worship song That was an oldies song, dancing in the streets. But they, but they made it into a Christian song, you know, a godly song. But with the same beat, you know, it was the lyrics they changed, and so we were dancing and shouting and singing, and it was the, the celebration that there's going to be dancing in the streets, there's going to be rejoicing, and while we were doing that. I could feel that was, you know, probably, I don't know, maybe five, six, seven hundred people there. I could feel like religious spirits that were under the feet of the people were being slaughtered, were being crushed. Mm-hmm. As we were singing this song, rejoicing, it was not a religious song, <laughs> it wouldn't be something that you would picture would be going on in a church service. It was so powerful, so anointed, so phenomenal, and that's what's coming. This great rejoicing is coming. So they didn't know I had this word and that God had told me this, but God spoke to them and had them do this powerful song. So I'm going to share the word now. He said, your world will be changing for the good dramatically. The righteous will have much to celebrate. While the scorn filled and those whose hearts are bent towards evil will be sorrowful and some even remorseful. He said, this is just on the horizon. This is, you know what, it's right near, right at the door. Joy will fill your lives because I delight in bringing the fullness of joy to my faithful children. As you did hear all heaven laugh with glee, that same joy is being released to the world. A couple of weeks ago, I was in the spirit and I could hear this loud laughter. And it was the father laughing in heaven. And then all of a sudden, all heavens broke out in laughter. Ho! Oh! and the father was laughing because he knows what's coming. <laughs> he said, as you did hear all heaven laugh with glee, that same joy is being released to the world, not just to the United States, to the world. For far too long, the enemy has brought the sorrow and torment from hell and released it here on the earth. It is never my will for my children to be suffering and mournful. Let's grab that, okay, that truth. It is never God's will, he said, it's never my will for my children to be suffering and mournful. Because people, I hear people say, oh, God must have made me suffer this for a reason. No, he said, it's never my will for my children to be suffering and mournful. The torment from hell should have no access to the world because my son opened the gates of heaven and shut the gates of hell. Because so many of my sons and daughters switched camps and began following Satan and his hordes, those gates have been flung open and hell has access to the earth. Only my children turning from Satan and his wicked ways will close those gates that were shut by the blood of my son. The gates of hell can be shut as my children cover themselves, their loved ones, and their land with his blood once again. So he's saying, don't despair that the gates of hell have been open. A big turnaround's coming. <laughs> my glory's gonna be poured out. And use the blood of Jesus. Cover your family, cover your children, cover all your possessions, cover everything with the blood of Jesus. There's power in the blood of Jesus. Back when, it, you know, in the book of Exodus, when Moses told the people, put the get the blood of a lamb and put it over your doorposts, the lintels, and then the angel of death can't come in. That was a lamb, just a lamb. How much more powerful is the blood of Jesus as we take it and say, I plead the blood of Jesus over my children. Oh, Do it every day. Over the house. So, oh, the enemy can't cross the bloodline. The blood saying, I've given you weapons, pick up those weapons, use those weapons, you are mighty, my weapons are mighty, use them, okay? He said, revival isn't just a great outpouring of my glory from heaven to the earth. He said, during revival, such a turning from wickedness happens. Sin no longer gives Satan dominion over the earth and my children. This is what will happen very soon it has already begun with the overturning of Roe versus Wade. This marked such a transformation. The enemy oh, yes. no longer has the authority that he had or oh, yes. we're no longer under the curse of the shedding of innocent blood. Mm-hmm. This is enormous what happened. And that's why the enemy's house of cards is falling down. And mm-hmm. he's ah. it's a good, it's God is moving powerfully, mm-hmm. powerfully.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I also uh, to to that I had I had released so I, I guess it was it was a little bit of a prophetic word on Elijah Fire and I had mentioned that when when I saw Roe v Wade get overturned I saw these like big dot they almost look like dominoes and I saw this in the spirit I got that this is going to trigger a series of events a series of things that are going to happen that are good. Of the enemy being unseated from positions, and I saw them fall like dominoes. And then I think it was like a week later, the Georgia Guidestones Ooh, fell yeah. over, and I was like, I didn't know there was like literal, <laughs> yes. you know. So that was to me that was a confirmation that what I saw was accurate. That we just don't realize. It's kind of like when you grab uh you grab a, a a weed and you pull up. And you're like, I got to get it from the root. And all of a sudden you realize like the roots go doo, 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 like all over. And you're like, oh, that was like really far reaching. And it's a bit, it displaces things. Yeah. When you pull the, the, the them out at the roots, it displaces things. But ultimately it's good. It's a good thing. So that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Got so, okay. So we're almost out of time, but I wanted to hit on point 19. Because uh, you have some testimonies about deliverance uh, sessions that have oh, okay. been going on since November. So take it away, Donna. Okay.
2: All right. Um, what's been happening. The last time was I was on with Steve, um, I told him how we were doing deliverance and people because they hear about deliverance through Elijah streams through the show, uh, they've been calling the church, making appointments and coming from all over the United States. We even had somebody come from Australia for deliverance. Wow. And people are flying in, um, one, one woman flew in from Texas to Virginia, picked up her sister in Virginia and drove down to Florida and came for deliverance last week. So it's just phenomenal. So, so much has been happening that we put a map up uh, yeah. on the wall at the church. Yeah. Uh, to will show that map. Yeah, and Pick this, this has only been for the last three months. Uh, as people come, they put a pin what's where what city they're from and so you'll see all little pins all over even in canada if you look at it closely you'll see where all the pins are yeah Uh, california uh, oregon the uh south dakota they're coming from all different states and this is a fruit of your labor Jeff of Steve wow. of everybody at Elijah streams and Elijah list how you guys are dedicated and working this is a fruit hundreds and hundreds of people have gotten deliverance now I've gotten about 20 people that are leads they lead deliverance 20 maybe three other people are being trained they're in the process of being trained so that we'll have over 40 people in a, probably another month but we've got 20 now that are leading deliverance and we have deliverance sessions on Wednesdays, Friday before the service, they have them for people that come from out of state, so it's available for them, and Saturday mornings, we have a uh, Saturday afternoon, all afternoon, we have deliverance. Wow. Yeah, and Amazing. it's, it, people are getting set free. And this was something that God had shown me, was one of his favorite things in heaven are the birds. He loves his birds. <laughs> And he was showing me that the freedom that his birds have, that he's using his bride in this hour to set the captives free, to, set, to, to remove the chains of religion off of them, uh, all the strongholds, fear, depression, anxiety, addictions, lust, all different things. People have different things on them. They're getting set free so they can soar, so they can fly and be free like birds to, to do what God's called them to do and to be all that God's called them to be. Mm-hmm. So so we've been doing that. We're going to have a, a, um, a group deliverance session. There's so many that want deliverance. We're going to have a group deliverance session on August 27th at the Church on the Rock.
1: I'm going to okay. do that so that
2: if anybody wants, they can go on the website. yeah on
1: donnarigney.org to to see that okay great yeah so go there everybody um i'm on the oh if you go to events right if you go to the events tab yeah uh, also
2: also the there's a prayer and deliverance tab for people that want to make appointments You go on that tab and there's all information there we even have anita um, who, Scarborough, who's part of our group, she has her own deliverance ministry she's doing for people online. She's training people all over the world in deliverance and t- all over the world people are getting deliverance through this online deliverance ministry. Wow. Wow. Yeah.
1: How cool. You guys that?
2: need to know this because you were the ones that birthed this thing.
1: <laughs> yeah, I can't take a whole lot of credit for that, Donna. <laughs> you gotta take some. <laughs> I'll take a little, I'll take a little bit. I just, you know, I think ultimately it's like obviously God blesses the effort. Uh, but I just It's man, the Holy with, Spirit. Without him, he's using... you know, like none of us would be doing any of this, right. you know. It's, it's like, the
2: Holy Spirit, isn't he wonderful?
1: He's amazing. Yeah. He's
2: awesome. Absolutely. Awesome.
1: Okay, Donna. So before we go, I would love for you to pray for people. Yes. Let's yes. pray for people to be expectant, excited, hopeful. Take it away.
2: And I'm, good, I'm also going to release the glory. Yeah. The Lord's told me, He said, freely you have received, freely give.
1: Mm.
2: He, he has yeah. just, just smeared me with His glory. Mm. And He wants, and so he, as I do that, People are getting touched by the glory. So I want everybody that's listening, remember the sunflower, that God's pleased with you and he wants to bless you. So don't think that, oh, this is for everybody else. This won't won't happen to me. Oh, yes, it will. Let your faith arise as you are prayed for that the glory is going to come on you. So, Father, I thank you for every listener. I pray, Lord Jesus, that as you showed me this week, that this sign of this great, restoration, this great turnaround that's coming to the world, that it's going to begin in our lives with our loved ones, that you are going to bring restoration. Prodigals are going to start coming home. So, Father, I pray for every single listener that unity will be restored in their families. Oh, that love will abound. Oh, that there'll be forgiveness freely given, that people will just fall in love with you and with one another again, Lord God marriages will be restored hope oh where there was despair and worry and fear i lose hope to the hopeless right now in the name of jesus and i release faith wherever there was unbelief or fear or you weren't good enough now by faith receive this in the name of jesus i release faith that god loves you you're gonna live blessed (laughs) You're the head and not the tail, that God is all sufficient for you. I release faith to you now in the name of Jesus. And Father, I pray right now, I release your glory. Oh, oh, let your glory fill every single listener. Oh, no matter when they listen, let your glory fall upon them, let your glory overshadow them. Oh, let your glory pour not just upon them but pour through them to others let them become glory carriers oh to their world where they live oh father i pray this in the name of jesus amen amen amen,
1: amen. amen. donna you're the best you're love so good. You. you're great we love you um you have i, I th- let's go through it how can people follow you okay. um, what you're doing talk okay. about your books Okay. <laughs> those are good. Get those in people's hands. Well, my books were written
2: in the glory. Oh. <laughs> and that gives you a little clue. So what happens is, is people are reading my books. Glories, the glory is getting on them, getting such a hunger and a passion for the Father, for intimacy with the Father, with Jesus, with the Holy Spirit. And people are reading them, rereading them, giving them to their friends because the glory's falling. So my, the names of my books, they're on my website, uh, The Glory of God Revealed. Divine Encounters. And I also wrote a book called Abused by the Church for people that have been wounded by the church to how to get healed and mm. to forgive and to get reconnected to a healthy place. Yeah. And then I also have a, a three C D set, and it's a teaching set of how to soak in the glory. Cool. And people are listening to that and the glory's falling on them. They're they're learning how they, it's not just me, God wants all of us to be smeared in his glory to be filled with the glory and to be glory carriers lighthouses to the whole world so people have been, they can go get those on my
1: website donerigney.org and go. be blessed There you <laughs> go people there you go if somebody is they're like okay I'm going to I'm going to buy one of her books what's a good one to start with
2: The Glory of God Revealed there probably go. Yeah that's that's um what happened was first I wrote Divine Encounters and the Lord had brought me to hell and to heaven. Then He continued bringing me to heaven lots more times. So uh, the um, the glory of God revealed is like a sequel to divine encounters. Awesome. So that one just straight to heaven, <laughs> and what and what's going to happen in the future with the glory? Awesome. So they'll like cool. that one,
1: yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Donna. Always a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank Absolutely. you, Jeff. Well, everybody, that is our show. Join us on uh, tomorrow. With Wednesdays with Kat and Steve, they're going to be back in action. Join us at 1110 a.m. Pacific Time, 210 p.m. Eastern Time. We have to give Kat a little bit of grace, you know, because she's always doing something with the Lord. So we always start 10 minutes later. So 1110 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. 2 10 p.m. Eastern Time. We'll see you guys then. God bless.
0: This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on YouTube, Rumble, and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Click the link in the description to become a partner today.